This is episode 19 of the TAP with Cortez West. You guys ready? Let's go. All right, guys, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Think Alpha Project. Of course, you guys know this is a podcast, a conversation for success for the minority today. We're breaking barriers here in health, wealth, career, mindset, new relationships. And of course, I am your host, Valentine Iwudo. Pleased to be here with you guys. So honored that you guys are here week after week after week. Now, check this out. This episode, I'm bringing in a good friend of mine by the name of Cortez West. And so here this week, Cortez discusses breaking through the barriers of living a comfortable life and going after the life that is calling you. Cortez is a radio and TV personality who found an interest in the entertainment industry after starting in modeling. See, he moved to Los Angeles from Atlanta in 2013, where he grew his career further, stepping into the role of a video producer and assistant director. Now, in this episode, he tells the story of booking his one-way flight to Los Angeles, leaving everything he knew behind. We'll tell you more, way more about that, of course, in the episode. Here's also what we talk about. We talk about breaking through the barriers of living a comfortable life, right? And, And of course, going after the life that is calling you. How to find your confidence when you're starting out in anything, even if you aren't at the top of your game. Guys, this one is amazing because... It's one of these things that you see in a movie, in a movie, honestly. Um, his story blew my mind, and I'm just so proud of him because I knew of him, you know, years ago through another friend, but I didn't get to reconnect with him and really bond with him until uh, recently. So it's just really, really cool to see the transition and, and the change and the growth that he's had. But more importantly, he just has some amazing uh, sh- stories that's worth sharing. So, of course, if this does anything for you, make sure you share it to a friend that needs it. Because at the end of the day, this is what it's all about, right? It's all about us uplifting each other, making ourselves better, and then making a person to our left and to our right better as well. All right. So without further ado, I bring to you guys, Cortez West. Uh, welcome guys to the Think Alpha Project. We have Mr. Hey. Cortez G. West. What What's up, up man? Brother? Been knowing each other for years. We just now sitting down. Come man. on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. Come on, bro. Come on, man. <laughs> I'm not gonna say it's who fought it is, but I mean, I it's you know it was not. Come on, man. <laughs> just just kidding, right, man. man. Look, look. Ah. All right. But I'm either way. I'm glad we got to connect, man. Absolutely. I, th- man. I think this is great. Great conversation. We've had a great conversation so far. But I was like, man, we got to get to recording. That's what I was thinking because yeah. there's so many good things we already talked about. Um, but dude, thanks again for being here. I appreciate it, bro. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so, okay. So, there were some things while we were setting up that you shared. You got to just, you got to bring it back, okay? But we'll we'll get into it over the conversation. What what would you say, like, how would you describe what you're doing now? Um, in my career? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, right now, I'm doing a lot of, uh, producing a lot of TV films. Yeah. Um, a lot of music videos. Getting ready to work on a film, actually, in April of this year. That's a blessing. Um, but right now, a lot of music videos, producing and um, assistant directing, um, it's fun. It's something that I never would have thought I would be doing today, which is mm-hmm. why I feel like a lot of people sometimes have to put yourself in, in predicaments to where you can find yourself, kind of, sort of. And I think that's what I did. I kind of put myself in predicaments where I can find myself. And now I enjoy doing music videos and films and documentaries and anything pretty much TV and film. Yeah, it's crazy. You had a, you had a pretty interesting start. Like you were telling me about that. You gotta share that story because you didn't start. First off, wait. First off, before we go into that, <laughs> before we go into that. So I didn't tell you this, but okay. I could tell you're not from here. Ah, yeah, <laughs> I could tell you yeah. not from here. But but yeah. I told you what I told you earlier was because of a vibe. But it's also in the way you talk. Have yeah. you ever heard that you've gotten that before, right? People always tell me that. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, I'm originally from Frankfurt, Germany. Uh, military brat is what they call me. Uh, yeah. Both parents uh, moved to the States. My first city was Albany, Georgia. Albany, Georgia is like the size of this room, bro. It's <laughs> <laughs> Albany, Georgia is like the smallest country place ever. 
And um, yeah, I was originally born so in Frankfurt, Germany, came here at 13 when my mom passed, uh, which caused us to move to the States. Yeah. Only child, just me and my father at that time. And um, yeah, I've been to a lot of different places, man. Alabama, Huntsville, Alabama, Birmingham, Alabama, uh, Atlanta, Savannah, yeah. So you've been all over the South. Uh, uh, all yeah. over the South. I haven't spent that much time in the South. Yeah, I, I like the South, which is why when I come here, it's like, people think that, like you said earlier, like people think you're from the East Coast. People are like, hey, where are you from? Like, I can't put it on, <laughs> but where are you from, bro? And I just oh, think that me. my, I think just like meeting so many different people, my, my accent and everything just comes and goes, and like I meet different people. And my mom was very particular on how you pronounce your words. Yeah. And she didn't like the word nasty. You said that she hit you in the mouth. Nasty? Yeah, she hated that word. You don't say something is nasty, you say it's not good. You don't say someone is ugly, you say they're unattractive. <laughs> okay, it's, I see what yeah. she's, she's You don't class, cut off the light, you turn off the light. She's yeah. classy. My mom was, um, what they call on the, on, the, on the East Coast, an Eastern star. I guess it's kind of like the- Wait. Uh, Masons too. No, that is. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, oh, my mom she, was an Eastern oh, star. Oh, wow, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, my mom was That's really cool. There. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So she knows about, you know, uh, wow. <laughs> only because like this isn't related at all i mean it's kind of related but yeah. so my the fraternity i'm in i'm yeah. in a black fraternity and a lot of a lot of uh the the precepts a lot of the kind of the way we do things intersect yeah you know yeah. so we you know i learned a lot about like masons yeah. Eastern Star, so that's that's just this why that's that's another topic another that's topic. funny see Small world, bro. Yeah, Small I world. know. That's crazy, man. That's crazy. <laughs> Small world. So then you came to LA, but what happened, bro? Like, you weren't always in film, were you? No. Actually, I was in sales and marketing when I was in Atlanta. I was in Atlanta for like six and a half years after I graduated from a military academy um, in Gainesville, Georgia. So Gainesville, Georgia is like 45 minutes away from Atlanta. So it's like yeah. the it's like the Hollywood to Los Angeles, kind of like that. So um, yeah, man, was stuck in Atlanta for like six and a half years because I got comfortable. I was comfortable in Atlanta. And a lot of people, what I've realized is that sometimes when you're comfortable, you're stuck in that place. And when you're comfortable, you don't want to put yourself in predicaments where you need to grow, but sometimes you do have to do that. Sometimes the universe will do it to you automatically, or sometimes you do it to yourself. You have the right man to do it to, for, to yourself, and that was me. Mm. So six and a half years in Atlanta, and I was in sales and marketing for like the hospitality industry. But I was also still in entertainment, which is funny. Um, for the hospitality industry. So I was a sales manager for this hotel, Five Diamond Hotel in Atlanta. And um, I kept feeling like, what is wrong with me? Like I'm, I'm missing something, like where am I going? I, I don't know where I'm going. I just felt like I'm just getting up and going to this job that's paying my rent because wow. I was comfortable. Was it paying you good though? Would you consider that Yes, good? bro, I have no worries. No, wow. I think when I came, when I decided to move, I think that was when all my worries started to come. All my stress, all my, everything just start to come, bro. But, but back to that, one day, like I said to you earlier, like I woke up one day, Monday morning to go to, go to work, bro. And, and I was like, I can't go to work. I can't go back to that place anymore. I laid down and that Wednesday I was on a one-way flight to, to LA. <laughs> a one-way ticket Did you at flight. least call in and say, I'm not coming? Bro, I did not. <laughs> I had child, I had like the the leave of absence or something, hey, what it was. crazy. And I actually lied to them. I told them, I was like, yo, I'm going to check on my father, blah, 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 blah. I'm going to be going for like two weeks. I had two weeks of, of leave, leave uh, was it leave absence or something? Leave, leave absence, absence, yeah. And which is funny because my director of sales, she didn't believe me. <laughs> she knew but she was much. there for me. She was just like, she was like, I hope everything is going good. You know, she was like, ah, whatever, whatever. Cause it was just a better moment. Like Monday morning, didn't go to work. <laughs> Tuesday, I'm, I'm to letting them know that I'm not coming back for another two weeks. You know, you know what I'm saying? So, um, but that moment actually helped me to realize that I needed to put myself in a predicament to where I had no choice but to be, had no choice but to be resilient. Yeah, yeah. Because I had never visited um, LA, I have never visited any other city in the States other than Alabama, Georgia, and Savannah, um, and uh, North Carolina. Wow. So I'm coming here with like 400 and some dollars, bro. 400 and some dollars. But I knew I had a, my last check coming from that job because I knew I wasn't coming back. They didn't know that, they but didn't I knew know I wasn't coming back. <laughs> so um, I get to LA, bro, and I come here actually thinking that, you know what, I'm going to get in the industry of entertainment. I, I am, because I, I know I'm made for, made for it. And everyone kept telling me that. 
But then I had to watch that and realize that just because everyone kept telling you that you need to be in this in this industry doesn't mean that you really have to be in that industry in the way they see you. Huh. And they saw me modeling. They saw me in front of, like, being on the show or being on TV or something of that nature. And I never saw myself in that in that way. But everywhere I went to, I had that these people telling me, yeah, mm. I want to put you in front of the camera. I want to put you in front of the camera. I could do it because I'm not going to look stupid. <laughs> I'm going to do <laughs> yeah, it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, yeah. You know, but I had to do those things in order to get to build that network of people that I know now. And a lot of people don't think that's, you know, sometimes you do have to do things that you don't want to do in order to get the black book that you need, right. the black book wow. contacts that you need. Wow. Like I've done stuff that people think I should, people back in Atlanta think I'm rich because I do things and that people may not have the opportunity to do it, but that don't mean I got paid for it. Right. Or that don't mean I got paid enough to pay all my bills and still look flashy on Instagram. You know what I'm saying? But I think that's most of Instagram though. It's it's more about looking. Absolutely. Yeah. But then right. you go to their house and their house is, they're living with four other people. You know what I'm saying? So for me, it's, yeah. it's I, I came to LA with, you know, an objective. I just didn't know what that objective was. I still didn't know what I wanted to do. And um, I remember you asked me earlier about how did I get, you know, because I was hosting and doing red carpets and, you know, yeah. TV personality for a long time when I first got here. And I remember, I remember getting in a studio. I was in the studio and I had no furniture, sleeping on the floor. And I had this little iPad that I bought, but it wasn't a real Apple iPad. It was like one of the fake Android like type iPads that I got from like Skid Row area. <laughs> and um, so I was on this iPad and the only thing I had was internet. And I was watching this show called Black Hollywood Live. Okay. And it was the show on Black Hollywood Live, it's called This Week. And I'm very, I've always been very particular on like watching the credits when I'm watching a movie or anything of that nature. And I saw this guy named as executive producer and creator of that show. So I was like, hmm. I went straight to Facebook. Facebook. <laughs> Started hackling this dude. He accepted my friend request. I said, oh, that's the worst you can do, brother. <laughs> you should never I'm, let me in. I'm going down your throat. I'm going down your throat. And I hacked this dude for so long, he finally gave me his phone number. That's the worst you can do, brother. <laughs> Yo, I kept calling him, testing him, calling him, testing him. One day he answered the phone, which is funny because. That's crazy. I can tell you another story that happened that way too, bro. But um, he finally told me, he's like, all right, man, come by the studio. Um, let me see, you know, let us meet and we can have a meeting and for our hosting, you know, people or whatever. Got to the studio and that's how I started becoming um, a host because when I got there, we had to take a test. We had to do all this kind of stuff. And it's, it's just a regular podcast. Yeah. It was from Mar Maria Mononos, but she was very particular on who she had, you know, on her platform. Exactly. You know? And it was a great platform to be a part of because I've met so many great people and I had so many great opportunities. You know, um, I actually took it like it was my own. And I uh, people think that I owned it for a while. It was right. like, oh, I thought you were the creator of Black Hollywood Live. Oh, I thought you was the producer. Nah, bro. I just act like that. Wow. I mean, so I, yeah, I started off at, as hosting TV personality and moved my way into production. Wow, man, that is interesting. So now you, you've been working since you've been working with, I mean, we talked about even people in music and yeah. rappers and stuff. With yeah. Crazy budget. Don't know how that, man, I, honestly, <laughs> I really don't know how it became for me to start producing and, and directing music video. I really don't know. I just think that. The universe, first and foremost, God. I think that God, along with the universe, because for some reason I think they're separately. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like they have a way of showing you things without you even knowing. Like, have you ever realized that like, sometimes, like, mm -hmm. yeah, this this year went by quick. What did I do in this year? Right. Or how did I get here? Or, like, I don't remember doing this to get this, mm -hmm. right? And I just remember, like, some point I was like, oh, that work that I put in when I was hosting when I was doing red carpets and I was literally approaching people as if I was the brand, I truly was the brand of Black Hollywood Live and Afterbirds TV. They just knew that I was this person that, oh, I was I was somebody, or maybe right. I am somebody. Let me hang on to this mm. person. Let me keep in communication with this person. And it went from me, like I said to you before, not getting paid for gigs, just being on set, I was still learning. Right. So technically, yes, I was getting paid. I was still learning because I was putting myself in predicaments to where, yes, I'm working my behind off and I'm not getting paid, but I'm learning so much. Like I said to you earlier, I don't have Sally Mae 
busting down my wall. I'm telling you, that's a good thing. <laughs> that's a good thing, man. I'm telling you. You know? So, um, yeah, man, I, just, I really, because I realized that what I was doing when I was creating these shows and producing these shows and booking these guests, I was already doing doing it. I was putting in the work then. Yeah. yeah so why were. not reap what you have now? So, um, yeah, I started to realize that's what I was. I was, I am a producer. I am a director. I didn't have to go to school. It just came to it me because came. that's something that I knew I could do. And your passion, some people always say, well, what's your passion? I feel like your passion is something that you think about constantly. Hmm. And it doesn't have to be something physically that you do or can do, because sometimes your passion is just being you. And you can just be a, a great person, a good listener, or a good speaker, or whatever. Yeah. And that could be your passion, and you don't even know that's your passion. Right. But when you tap into it, that's when I feel like it's like, like I said to you earlier, an aha moment. Yeah, like yeah. One of those Oprah moments. So it's like, I gotta tap into this. Yeah, like, I tell you, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, w one of the things I heard you talk about was, um, you know, the fact that you, when you assume, like you put in the work, but you put in the work assuming yourself to be the face of whatever you're doing. Yeah. And I feel like that's what a lot of people um, are missing today is a lot of younger folks, for example, who who they're trying to be something, but they think they have to go to school. Or I mean, obviously, in the case of being a doctor, if you're well, going to be a medical doctor, you got to yeah. go to school. But if it's any other thing, you know, it's you you never waited for something to be handed to you. Yeah. You went out and you per persisted. Yeah. You went out, you did it. Like, how, what do you what would you say you believe or what would you say is, is missing, like for people like that who want to accomplish what you've accomplished so far, that they need to know? I feel like the right kind of no is sometimes the right kind of yes. Because like I've been told no so many times, or no, I can't do this, or no, you don't have the credentials to do this, or you're not able to do this because you didn't go to school, you don't have a diploma, you don't have a degree in this. You don't have the knowledge to do this. Hmm. I think I was told so many, so many times, no, I can't do something. Or I even told myself sometimes that no, I can't do something because I didn't have certain things. So, uh, yeah. I think I needed to, like I said before, put myself in predicaments to where I act like I was that person already. Like I literally had to tell myself, like, bro, like, you know, shit's naive. Like, you, you can do this, bro. If you can think about this, if you constantly thinking about something, if you constantly thinking that, oh, this lighting is not like this lighting. Oh, it would have been better if she would have turned just a quarter this way. Or it would have been dope if they would have did this move instead of that move. Like, that's creative directions. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that, that's some, someone that visually has a, 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 a vision to see something and say, well, this would probably would have been a little bit better if blah, 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 blah. Right. You know? And no, I'm uh, not a dancer. No, I didn't go to school for none of this stuff of that uh, uh, thing of the, things of that nature. But I kind of feel like everyone on this earth is a gift and has a gift, and we're on this earth for a reason. So I kind of felt like when I see, why am I always? Not, I wouldn't say judging some people or whatever, but every time I see something creative, I'm always in my mind of thinking, how can I? If I'm thinking about making it better, then that means that it could be better. So I know I'm not the only one that's thinking that. Exactly. So why not work on trying to make everyone in this room satisfied with seeing this show or seeing this video or seeing this person perform? How can I make every single person in this room feel good? And I start to research more things about how the mind works, how emotions work, how what we see work. Right. And a lot of people don't know this, but color means something. Color means everything. Like if you ever notice every single um, fast food restaurant uses the color red and yellow. Those colors mean hungry, it makes you hungry, it makes you think about food. Those colors make you think about food. Huh. Another example would be you go to a grocery store, it's set up for us to physically, visually see something and take our mind there. Right. That's why they put all the produce around the edge of the grocery store and put certain things in the middle in the of the middle. grocery store. You know what I'm saying? And then like they have like, you know, Top chef, bottom chef, middle chef. Those products that are going to that store and say, hey, I want my, my product on this chef. Well, which chef do you want it on? Because this chef is going to be $100 million. This chef is going to be $50 million. Or this chef can be $20,000. It just depends on what you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so it's like everything 
in life, especially when it comes to marketing, is done for a reason. Same thing if you ever if you listen to the radio and you're like, well, I'm so sick of this. Listen to this um, this uh, this song or this this commercial over and over again. That company took the money and said, I need to be on this spot. What is your most spot? So when people are listening to you, I need to be here. I need to be here. I need to be here. So I, I always think about stuff like, why wow. is, why is this happening? Why do, why am I always hearing this? Why am I always seeing mm. this? And I started research the back end of stuff, and I started to say, oh, someone really tapped into learning the human senses yeah and saying okay it's psychology too. boom 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 yeah we have to do this this way in order for people to really see it yeah to and get this why, response right, yeah. and that's why instagram went and did the whole algorithm algorithm thing because they felt like okay if we do that that means that we can get more money off of sponsors posts you have to pay for your post to be <laughs> about seen. money you have you see what i'm saying mm-hmm. so it's all about just really knowing you know how people feel so for me for a long time i was like yo if i'm feeling this way if i'm feeling like this could be better than why not help make it better instead of complaining about it. Perfect example would be oh. BET. Uh-huh. I do not like BET production. Again, I do not like BET production. Like straight up. But at so the same wait, time, you got to explain that. Cause what, okay. You don't like BET productions. What, what do you mean? What, what do you mean? By well, like certain shows or in general? Just, okay. I worked on BET awards <laughs> twice. And for me, it's one of those things where like, I kind of feel like us as black people, we sometimes, when we have opportunities, we sometimes do it halfway, hmm. okay? And we don't, we don't take the time to, we don't support, sometimes we really don't even support each other. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of hard, like if, you know, if, if I wanna build something and I need my community, I need my, my race to help me with something, I have to do so much in order to prove that it's gonna be successful, or I have to do so much of, of chasing people in order for them to be like, you know, maybe, I, maybe I'll help you out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Do you know how many other races, how many times they put invest into each other and it fails or either or even it succeeds, but they don't, you know what I'm saying? They don't, I might not like you if I'm another race. I may not like you, but if I see that your business plan is together and I feel like you can make some money, I'm going to invest in you. Mm-hmm. But us, we're in a club. This dude stepped on my shoe one time. He didn't apologize. I'm not gonna go in business with him. You know what I'm saying? And and <laughs> so for me, it's, I feel, it's like that. Yeah, too. for real, for real. It's so sad. So for me, with, the thing about BET is that BET should be a show to where it looks like the Oscars or it looks like the Stellars. And when I say look like it, still keep us in to who we are, which you know having our performances and things of that nature. But it needs to be filmed like. If I was Bill Gates or someone watching it, it's, this is amazing. I want to watch this. The right. filming, the producing, the, the lighting, and this is really, really awesome. Man, we see cuts before we go to commercial. We see them, MC like naming, introducing the wrong person on stage. We see people running across stage before we go to commercial. And I'm like, yo. So for me, I felt like instead of complaining about it, why not work to be a part of it? I've been filling out application at BET for years. <laughs> like I know so many people at BET. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, I want the opportunity to, to be a part of the team and, and put forth what I could help to make it better rather than just complaining about it. Right. And I feel like in our community, we don't do that enough. We don't do that enough. We don't help each other out enough to say, hey, this ain't looking right. You know what I'm saying? We still got people watching us there. Look how much you know racism we still going on. You know what right. I'm saying? People right. try to hide it, but it's still going on. Right. So even, why not force a set of Complaining and pointing point the finger, let's let's make it better on for ourselves, so they have no choice but to say, you know, I want to be a part of that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Take, yeah, take responsibility Absolutely. for how you can make it. Look at Beyonce. When the last time we seen her be be two wars? But that's not why though. Just to how things are ran there, it's just not. It's not. It's not. It's not. If I can pronounce this correctly, it's not a well ran machine. Got it. Each year is something different. Each year, each year there's a different team there. You know, they don't really want to maybe invest in, you know, a good team maybe or whatever the case may be. I think that it's not just what we see on television. It's what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah. How things are ran. Yeah. I mean, I guess in, I would like to, because I, I, what I ultimately want to do is because this is the conversation. I want to make sure that we apply this. So as we, if we can apply this to, the people listening, I what I'm hearing is 
look, if you're going to do something, like really look into the nuances of it and make it the best you can possibly make it. Okay. And if you're going to and if you're going to be into something where it involves other people, or other people are giving you a chance, make work to make it better for everybody. You're yeah. serving everybody around you. Absolutely. Right. Is that, is that how you would say that? Absolutely. Because it's, it's to me, I feel like. What I do. It's not for me. Huh. It's for the people behind me as well. The people that was coming after me as well. Those producers and those directors that I reached out, Instagram, DM, emailed, reached out to, and I said, hey, I'm not looking for a paycheck. I'm looking for the knowledge that you have here because I don't never want to hold any knowledge on me. The only way that us and within our community can move forward is if we work together. Right. And if I'm holding the knowledge that helps the people coming behind me, how can I, how, how can we move forward as a, as a community? So for me, any knowledge that I have, I pass it on. Yeah. Like people ask me something and I'm able to, and I have the time to give it to them, I'm gonna give it to them. You ask me a question, I'm gonna get that answer. And if I don't know the answer, I'll find out for you. Like that's, <laughs> that's how, awesome, man. That's how I'm gonna that's do That's awesome. It. And for me, I think I'm so strong bit on that is because all of the people within our community that I reached out to, that I looked up to, that I still look up to, mm-hmm. um, it was so hard to really connect with them until they saw me in person and they saw me you know, being introduced to them by someone else that they uh, respect or love. Why is that? I think for me, I would say in the black community, I, and I hate to say that, I, I hate to keep doing the difference. The thing, the, the, okay, but yeah. it's, it's so true, it's so Just real. Just speaking truth, and, and the thing is about that, people don't want to talk about it. People don't want to say it. This is what's right. really going on in the black community. This is what's really going over here. And I'm not a politic, pilot, what is it? Political person, right? I'm not that person whatsoever. I mean, you're not even really from the United States, exactly. So. <laughs> you know, and I'm not, and I'm not a person that's like, you know. So you're really objective about yeah, it. Yeah, it's saying not what it that. Is. It's just what I've experienced, and I exactly. can only go. I can only speak of what I have gone through. When people ask me my opinion, I'm always talking about what I experienced. I'm not going to give you an opinion on something that I have not experienced. Mm. And for me, when it comes to dealing with our community, I just think that. Um, it started way before slavery, like I like the whole slave house slave and the field slave. I'm, I'm sure you or some of you guys have maybe heard of this before, but I just kind of feel like we have not tapped into an opportunity to where if I have an opportunity to be somewhere, uh, to be succeeded, successful in, in whatever it, I, it may be, I'm not willing to say, I made it here. Now, come on, man. I need my people with me. I'm so focused on the fact that I did it that if I did it, you can do it too. No, come on, man. So you're saying that that's what you're experiencing? Yeah. And instead of them just saying like, hey, yeah, I, I made it here. You know what I'm saying? This guy is literally reaching out me, reaching down my throat to, to get this knowledge from me or just to be in my presence. Yeah. That's a blessing because no one on this earth is God. And you should, thou shalt not honor no other God. You know what I'm right. saying? So to me, I feel like I'm not really honoring the, honoring the person. I'm honoring what they went through because I know it was hard for them. So why make it hard for the for the next person? Wow. Why why let that person go mm-hmm. through that? Yeah. All the way, because sometimes if you had to go through hardship to get that, that means you're gonna respect it and cherish exactly. it a little bit a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so my path is gonna be to- a totally different path than yours. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But who's to say the hardships within that path? Let's say, for instance, you know. This is great what you're doing here, and people need to hear from the people that you have on your show. I need to hear from you. This is this is great, but I didn't have the opportunity to do this. Hmm. I didn't even think to do this in the beginning, huh. but you did. So you've already surpassed me. You see what I'm saying? Hmm. But look at the knowledge of where I can only only thing I can do now is just say, hey, when I got to this point, when I was able to be on red carpets and interview this person or interview this celebrity or whatever the case may be. You know what I'm saying? This will help. Set up this like this. Do this. Do that. Do that. Exactly. Try this. Try this. Try this. Try that. Based on your path, your journey. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of times, man, when it comes to doing stuff like this, man, the people that you meet, the celebrities that you talk to, they have tons of interviews that they take, bro. And nine out of ten, they're tired of answering the same question. Same question. So when you're sitting down and you're just having a conversation with a celebrity or a person that people think is a celebrity, that because sometimes becomes your friend. Yeah. There's so many celebrities that I've sat down with 
and I've had a conversation with them. Yes, the, the email to the management was, yes, I want to interview so-and-so, so-and-so. But when I sat down with them, we were having a conversation. Yeah, we're talking. We're talking. And that's why your viewers are going to look at your, your content and be like, yo, this is, I never knew this about this person. Yeah, oh, yeah. this is so cool. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Instead of asking, oh, my album is coming out so-and-so, so-and-so. My movie coming out so-and-so, so-and-so. That kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Right. You want to get that nitty-gritty and those people become your friends. I, I would say out of Interesting, you said. All yeah. the celebrities that I've ever interviewed, they never forget me. They ne- and I never forget them, of course, but they never forget me. They were like, if, even if they don't remember my name, they always remember, oh, I remember you on the Soul Train Awards. I remember you had me in the studio. I remember you had me here, da 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 da. How's right. it going? You know, blah, blah, right. blah, blah. You know? So, yes, yeah, it's, it's a blessing. I just hope that us as a community can continue to, what I like to say, pay it forward. Right. That's yeah, the yeah, biggest thing I'm saying is pay for it. It's funny because as far as, and thank you once again for, for, for this. I mean, this has been, like I told you, mm-hmm. this has been a gradual step-by-step improvement. It's like, yeah. I just have improved an inch at a time. I was telling you this earlier too, that it was like the way I started, I started completely from audio first. Yeah, It was all audio. Yeah. And then my first project manager, she was like, you need to be on video. So I had the first video. But the first video, one of the angles only yeah. recorded 10 minutes, yeah. you know? And then, <laughs> yeah, so it's it's like, okay, then now I was like, oh, I didn't know these these cameras overheat. Yeah. And then now I got to get a better camera. So it's just step trial by step. Trial it was error. all trial and error. Yeah. Man. But, it, and, and that's when I, I, I try to tell a lot of people is that, listen, you're not going to, you never, try, if you're trying to wait till you be perfect, yeah. forget it. Absolutely. Forget not. it. And, and I was just actually telling my friend this last night. I was like, dude, you keep trying to learn everything you have. You think you have to learn everything in order to jump in. No, you have to. What's my first step? Okay. And then you jump into that first step. You become your best self when you hit rock bottom sometimes. Oh, man. And yeah. I've hit rock bottom so many times, even if it was. I've actually put myself in a rock bottom situation before. <laughs> and of course. You know, the universe has, God has, because everything that bad that happens to you is not necessarily Satan or a demon exactly. or the devil, right. as you would say. Get behind me, devil. That's I'm not <laughs> dealing with that today. Sometimes it is a situation to where, you know, you know, the universe is trying to, you know, hey, 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 yo, yo, I'm, <laughs> I'm right here. You know what I'm saying? And um, I've, when I said I put myself in predicaments like that, like I've put myself in a situation to where I quit jobs knowing that I was not happy. Because sometimes when you're going to a job and you're not happy, it is okay to remove yourself. Mm. If you go into a job and you just you walk in, you, you're happy leaving home. But as soon as you clock in at this, at this job and you get around your employees, your, your coworkers, you start feeling totally different than you were before. Mm. You're not supposed to be there. You're not supposed to be You there. got that job because the universe, God wanted you to be there for a certain period of time and you're outweighing your stay. You're outpassing it. You need to... Think about it and say, well, why am I always irritated with these people at work? Or why am I always like irritated with these, these customers or these guests or whatever the case may be? I think a lot of people can relate to this. Ah, <laughs> uh, I can't remove myself. Oh, I can't remove it. So, and then it's, it, it's, it's funny because that's the flesh shot of us as always say, well, do not, do not put yourself in that predicament if you don't have nothing else set up and ready to go. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Don't leave this job if you don't have yeah, another job like, coming. Like the monkey bars. I've yeah, done that swing, since uh-huh. I've been in L.A. about three times, bro, and didn't have nothing coming. But I just knew something was coming. Yeah. And each time, I was always able to get a job, but I always left because I was like, no, this is not for me. I know I'm supposed to be doing something. I'm, I'm supposed to be doing something else. And I've been in predicaments the way, yes, I've left left the job, you know, lost my place, lost my car, uh, you know, messing up credit and things of that nature or whatever. And I was like, you know what? Excuse me, so sorry. I have to figure out a way to to get back on my feet. But why not do it in a way to where I can do it? It's my passion. I enjoy doing it when I wake up and I'm putting my clothes and I'm going to work. I'm going to go do something that I enjoy doing it. And then the money will come. Yep. So when the money start rolling in, I forget that old money is coming. Oh I, oh, I forgot I had this check coming. Because oh, I forgot about this because I was just doing it because I enjoyed doing exactly. it. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? Exactly. And sometimes people just forget, like, you know, I don't, I don't know what my passion is. I don't know what my passion is. What's that one thing that people always say about you? And you don't even notice it because you're doing it, because you're being yourself. 
that's your passion. And you be yourself in it, right? Yeah. Because your passion doesn't necessarily have to be something that you physically can do. Because you just may be that person. Everyone is made to be a doctor. I mean, everyone is not made to be a doctor. Right. Everyone is not made to be a counselor. Everyone is not made to be a certain type of person that takes on so much of people. Uh, uh, what is it called? An in-house nurse. Everyone is not able to do that job. You know what I'm saying? It takes certain people to do that. Yeah. So if you can't find something that a career of something physically that you can do on your own, and it's a passion, it doesn't mean that it's something that you can physically do. It can be something that's you just who you are. Right. You right. Know? Does that make sense? Yeah. It no, absolutely. <laughs> no, the reason why I'm going to share something too to that is it, um, I have a, a friend at one of the hospitals that I'm at and um, she was telling me how she wants to I always talk about business because I just love it. I just love it's not necessarily about business, but it's it's identifying what you love to do and doing it in a way where you can serve people, make a lot of money, make a big impact, that kind of stuff. So I was just telling her about that. She's excited. Now she's like, ah, but I don't know what to do. I don't know exactly what to do. I know I want to do something. I don't know what to do. I go, well, what do you love? And then she goes scuba diving. I go, okay, well, uh, what uh, what do you what do you I didn't want to laugh. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I was like, right, right. Okay, well, what do you what do you uh, love about scuba diving? Mm-hmm. And so she starts going on and on and on, and it's great. I'm loving it. It's great. She starts to speak about it, but then I noticed what she was talking about. She said something um, in in inside of that conversation. Here's what she was talking about. She was talking about how the instructor in a cl- there was a class, and the instructor was teaching something specific about when you go underwater, mm-hmm. and it's about bu- uh, buoyancy, okay. like the yeah. ability to float with the equipment. Right. And how he was teaching something that she knows and she studied wasn't it, it wasn't true. Like yeah. it wasn't true. Yeah. And all he was doing was just getting through the class. He wasn't actually teaching, that's what she said. She he he wasn't actually teaching the actual principle. Yeah. So the point of what I'm making here is is that um, she, they go up they, they they're done with the class, yeah. and then she's explaining this to someone else, a classmate, explaining it, and the classmate goes, Wow, that is I've never heard it said like that. Like you just broke it down. Like I, I just got everything I needed from the class by listening to you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's great. But I want to challenge that. And I want to challenge that. Okay, scuba diving it might be a passion, but I think what you're passionate about is the way things work, work. mechanics of things. I say, I want you to think a, a little step bigger. Yeah. It's not necessarily the, that it's scuba diving, yeah. it's mechanics. You know what I'm saying? You may enjoy doing that, but it may be something that it may it may be something about scuba diving that <laughs> that really gets your gut, your your gears grinding. Yeah, so, yeah that's that's it's about true. that. And another thing I want to tell people is like like you know I, I tell people because she wanted to, you know I said look I, she wanted to I wanted she wanted to make sure that she picked something where you know she I, you can make some money you can be yeah. compensated yeah. well yeah. for doing what you love and I go yeah. okay that's great. But I, I don't know, currently, I don't know of a way that you can really leverage scuba diving. Mm-hmm. I really, I, as of now, I don't know, unless you create a, pro, a physical product. But she need, but I, I'm not gonna say she needs to, but I kind of feel like people sometimes need to get out of their own way. Yeah. Because when you do yeah, that, yeah, that'll actually sure. help you, because you may be the person that, like you just said, you don't know how you how she can leverage off of that. She may be that person that does that, and she doesn't, he doesn't know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're right. You're when right. you don't have an idea of what to do, and you sometimes just, release and say, I'm going to at least put forth an effort, then that's when it's going to come. It has to, oh, it has, I love it that. has no reason but to come. I love that. I love that. Let me put forth an effort because I would rather, I would rather leave this earth saying that I tried rather than I regret that I didn't try. You know what I'm saying? Because if it failed, that means that's something that, oh, okay, I know not to do that again. If the stove is hot and my mom told me it was hot and I touched it, I'm not touching this stove. You're touching this stove the damn again. stove, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so if I started something, a tribe, I put forth an effort to do something and it failed, I'm not going to stop going towards the mark. I'm just going to go a different way. Wow. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I tried this way. I tried this way. Yeah. Because that may just help you to be the person to say, I made a million dollars off of scuba diving, whatever. Because I did this, I tried, I put forth an effort. I saw what was, where it was not being successful and then I made it successful. Right, yeah. exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And that's, to me, I feel like that's something like a, a stamp. That's like a stamp of approval for yourself. You know what I'm saying? And then you become that person that's just like, you know what? 
I can do anything I put my, my mind yeah. to or whatever, but you also can do anything you physically put your hands to. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like, if I'm yeah. going to touch this and make it yeah. whatever it is, um, that, it want, that I want it to be, then it's, it has no choice but to see. To yeah. See. You know, I, I, I love what you said because, too, um, and this might be a little bit of a tangent, but so I'm in a situation with my, you know, with people in my business, with Herbalife, actually, mm-hmm. where, you know, you remember when we had, like, the gym, the fitness yeah. spot. yeah. So we had that spot and of course we closed it down. Um, it was a choice. It wasn't a solo choice of just me, but it was a choice of all the, the partners, you know, the two partners that I was with. Um, still loving to death. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now, like I told you, I actually appreciate being iso- like a little isolated yeah. now because what I learned is when I put all of me into something um, like Herbalife, like for a year, bro, after that, a year after that, I didn't do anything Herbalife-wise. I didn't build any business. I didn't do anything. I just wanted, I, I've started to focus on creating a podcast. So, but now it's, I'm in a situation where I picked it back up again, but I say, you know what? I'm about to do this on a completely different level based on what I want, based on how I want to do it. And so what came from that is I've been able to put my hands on it, but I needed to be by myself because I noticed that when I'm around other people who are also doing an herb life who have become successful, I've told you this before, mm-hmm. I, I, I can't help it. It's like people's uh, um, beliefs about how business should be built. Um, people can't, it's like most people can't help but share that and put that onto the people. Right. So. That isolation is what I needed to make sure that I did everything. And I didn't know how I was doing what I was doing, but things are starting to work out really well now for me. But it had to take me learning that first step. And I had to learn a lot because it's a difference in the way I'm marketing. It's right. complete online marketing is doing it in a different way. But And that's consistently changing, though. Oh, man, like, it's crazy. These millennials, man, it just <laughs> like if you can't if you do not keep their attention span for the right time, it's like you missed it. Yeah. You'll miss it. Yeah, you'll miss it. You'll miss it. You yeah. absolutely miss it, bro. So I, I, I definitely feel you on that, like putting putting a, putting yourself aside because sometimes like being being isolated, being away, you become the outside person looking in. And you're able to watch and walk around and be like, oh, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. So even though I was That's what happened to you too, though. I was just about to say that. Yeah. Even though I was on these sets to where I didn't know anyone. I still walked around like I was someone. I still walked around like I was supposed to be there. That's that's another thing that people tend to don't do. They they kind of huh. wear their feelings on their and on on their face and on their shoulders. It's an aura. If you know you know that you you don't know what's going on around you, but if you just act like you know, no one is not really gonna mess with you because right. somebody's always watching. People are playing. So I would be on these sets, bro, and I would just walk around like I know what I'm doing. Walk around like like I know what they talk about. And someone say, "Hey, go bring me that stinger." Okay. I would walk, maybe I would just walk and say, who can I ask what a stinger is? Who can I, mm. hey bro, what's, what's a stinger? Uh, hey, you seen a stinger over here? Nah, man, but that that's one right there. And Boom, like, a stinger is an extension cord. Like, you see what I'm saying? Aha, uh, uh-huh. you know what I'm saying? So I always like, kind of like, in, did instead of, instead of saying like, uh, what's a stinger? Uh, what You know what I'm saying? To the person now, that asked exactly. you. And then now <laughs> that director or that producer is like, okay, why? first of all, why are he on set? I mean, who is he? And da 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 da. And it got to a point where I did that so much that I was, and I also was doing my homework at home. Oh, that's awesome, man. Even though I, even awesome. though I was, even though I was putting myself in predicaments, like you know, I am this person. I was still doing my homework at home. So when I got on set, there's so many different roles that are that are, that takes a production to 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 happen. Some people don't. You may think that, oh, I want to be a producer, but you get on set and you're like. Oh shoot! I actually like directing. Oh snap! I actually wow. like being an AD. Oh snap! I actually like being an AC. And I'll give you the, the abbreviation of those. So AD <laughs> is assistant director. Yeah. And that's pretty much the person that's really moving along the set, moving along, you know, the set, making sure the tenant is there when they need to be there, making sure um, the time is, you know, is moving along, and we're gonna not gonna run over on time, things of that nature. Um, the director is just the person who came up with the creative, the treatment, right? And wants to make sure that the vision comes to life, right? Um, an AC is assistant camera cameraman. It's the person who actually is making sure that the, the frame is in focus and making sure things are happening, make sh- making sure that the, the this actual shot is looking good. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, for neat. me, there's so many different type of roles on it that that makes a production happen. That even though I knew I loved production, I didn't know where I wanted to be in production. Got it. You know, and I'm still I'm still saying that. Oh, dang! I really do love assistant directing more than producing. Producing takes a lot of logistics yeah. to happen. It takes a lot of coordination, a lot of, a, a lot of communication, a lot of. You can't drop the ball. It's like a when like, a, like a manager role. Almost, Pretty much, right? actually, producer is the is is the boss. The, a lot of people think that the director is the boss. You know, you always see something and it says directed by. You never really see the producer name, right. but the producer is the one who hired the director. Right. So the producer is actually the boss. You know what I'm saying? The director is just someone who came up with the creative of this treatment that we're watching or the story that we're watching. So it's not really the director who's. Who's the boss? Is the producer? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so for me, man, I just feel like, like I said before, you know, I, I think sometimes you have to put yourself in a predicament to where you have to find yourself, force yourself to find yourself. Because if you don't, if you're not self motivated enough to do that, then you're never gonna find who you really are as far as what you really want to do and how you want to get there. So if you keep asking yourself the question of, I don't know how to do this, I don't know how, it's because you're not taking the moment to say, hey, let me try to do my homework. Instead of just waiting for someone to hand it to you or give you, give you the information. Because you're comfortable where you are now. She's, she has a job. It's paying her rent. She has a car. She has this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But she's not happy. Because if she was happy, she wouldn't be asking about something else. Yeah. Outside of that. It. Yep. So 9 out of the 10, we're just comfortable where we are. We, won't, we, we don't want to have to deal with how I'm going to pay my rent. How I'm going to pay my cell phone bill. My car note. How I'm going to eat. You know, those kind of things. I've been in a situation to where... I put myself in a predicament to where I didn't even know how I was going to eat. I didn't know how I was going to do any of that, any of those things. But when I just sat back and was like, I have to worry about this. I'm not. No. I don't care. <laughs> I would just shake my head. And next thing you know, someone texted me and said, hey, I cook. Come eat. You know what I'm Interesting. saying? Interesting. You know, lost my place. And it was like, you know what? Put my stuff in storage. I was like, you know what? I don't, I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> I don't. I don't. And then all of a sudden it's, oh, I got an extra room. You can, you can stay here for a while, for a while, wow. for a month or two. You know what I'm saying? And I'm and I think a lot of people were able to do that for me and didn't mind doing that for me because they saw the person that was in me. I'm very persistent. I'm not gonna just lay on someone's couch or be in someone's space. You go get and it. I, I want my own. I want my own space. Yeah. I'm the person that wants to give to people. Right. So I want to get a five bedroom and make sure that someone has a place to lay their head or eat or whatever the case may be. The riches that I obtain are not for me. They're for the people that are around me. Oh. My friends become my family. Right. Right. And, and speaking of that, you don't have, like, you, you, you no, don't have bro. much family. I met my mom's family, uh, my mom's side of her family, at her funeral. And I was 13 years old. So after the funeral, I had to go live with people that I didn't know. And the people that they were married was my mom's brother and his wife. She couldn't have kids. And wow. now she has a 13-year-old in her house. You know what I'm saying? From that, and yeah. From that. And me living with people that I don't really know is kind of like, that was really hard for me. Of so from 13 to 18, that was a, I actually ran away when I was 16. Huh. From 13 to 18, I went through dealing with people and dealing with different type of people and learning how to... Uh, be a friend to someone, be a brother to someone. And I've gotten to the point now where it's okay for me to be like, to say no to people. Like I used to just give, give, give because my mom left me pretty good. She left me pretty good. But I used that for other people. Like I was giving my money to other people. I was giving the things that my mom left me to other people. Hmm. And now I have nothing to show for it. I have nothing to show for it as far as I have nothing that my mom left me financially. So I had to really jump back on board and say, hey, I, want, I need to, first of all, continue my family as the only child. And for one and then for two, it's like because I went through such a hard time with my family, the actual family that I met and was living with after my mom's funeral, funeral it was one of those things where I wanted people in my life that truly cared about me and not cared about me because my mom left me money or left me these things. You know what I'm saying? So when I started to come out in the world, bro, everyone that was my family was my friends. 
And I was just, I always made sure that they had what they needed. But as I got older, I started to realize that some people get comfortable with what you do for them. And, and that, have, be, that determines the basis of the relationship for them too. Pretty much. Based on like what Like I said you to you before, it becomes motives. There's a motive that you're my friend. And some people just straddle, straddle the line. Like if they know that you're a person that is going to be successful, they'll, they'll try to straddle the line of being your friend until you make it. Like they only just they only just want to be your friend and be around you and just kind of hit you up every now and then. You know what I'm saying? Never invite you out. Never do none of that. But they just want to know that you're keep in mind. Don't forget about me. Hey, keep that in the back of your mind. Don't forget about me. You know what I'm saying? Because they know that you're about to be on the edge of something. Something. That's not your friend. You know what I'm saying? So I've, I've dealt with that. Those are those are going. And then you deal with those friends that they only want to be around you because they know because of what you do. Or they only want to like you because of what you what you do. Females are only attracted to you because of what you what do. What you do? You see what I'm saying? And people will ask you, "What do you do <laughs> for people a living?" Ask you. To I've recently saw something on um, yeah. on on Instagram and said, um, "People will ask you what you do for a living to determine the level of respect to give you." That's so true and that's so real. That's so like real. people, I, I never walk around telling people what I do or asking people what they do. I want to know you and like you for the person that you are first. Yes, what you do may gain yeah, that a little right. bit more. It plays a role. But I don't want to walk in head first with that. Right. Ever. Ever. So when I ask someone, what do you do being the first thing? What? I don't think it means because I'm trying to gauge how much I respect. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes Maybe, you can ask that just, just to have a conversation. To. That's just a normal conversational type piece to start yeah. off with. But when you think about it, when you're a person, think about the person that is a celebrity or is a uh, someone that's behind the scene that actually makes stuff happen. It's like the big movies that we're watching. We just don't have a name to a, fa- a face to a name. And it just may be that person. Yeah. They don't know that you don't know who they are. You know what I'm saying? But if you ask them that, it's one of those things where like, hmm, as a celebrity, I have to kind of gauge on if this person trying to be my friend or they just trying to, you know, really wow. get to know who I am. You know what I'm saying? I bet they deal with that all the time. All the that's time, bro. Like people asking that question to me is, is one of those one of those things where I feel like either yes they may not have a motive they're just having a coming to trying to have a conversation yeah. piece but it ends becoming becoming that factor because if I say well hey yeah I'm a producer oh you're a producer what's the next question what do you produce what, you, or what yeah. have I seen you produce and if it's something that's big Star Wars Star Wars oh what the one that's just out? you know what I'm saying like it becomes a point to where it's now it's about that. Now it's about that. You don't know my full uh, name so now. True. You don't know where I'm from. You don't know what I like. You don't know what I don't like. Or you don't those kind of things. And it's just become a moment to where that conversation becomes about that factor and not this this relationship or this bond that we was trying to have. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's that's intru- I'm just thinking about Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm thinking about it. There's, there's a girl that I met. Um actually she's a nurse. I met her working a random shift yeah. um, somewhere random, right? in East LA. So we're working and working. And so we started talking about business. I I just love talking about business. So we're talking about business. She has no idea what I do. I have no idea what she does. So we're we're talking and talking, talking, probably by the end of the night, it's now probably 4.30 a.m. because it's a 12 hour shift from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. I, uh, you you know, we we exchange, go to exchange information. You know, these days, a lot of people, what they do is they exchange Instagram first or Facebook, whatever. So that's what we did. And so I look, I'm like, girl, you're famous over here. You're famous. And I, looking back now, I think she, it, it was probably appreciated that I, that that was the last thing I got to learn about yeah. her. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. That we spent probably the entire night just talking about business before that even happened. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. It's interesting you say that. So now you think about that, boy, it's funny because I, when, I, when it was brought to my attention, uh, to be honest with you, uh, Russell Simmons brought that to my attention. Mm-hmm. Um, he last year he did a movie. It's called um, Dang, I forgot the, the name of the movie. It was, it was with uh, Kieran. Uh, but yeah, I went to the press junket for it, and we was talking a little bit. We were going to Tantras, which is his yoga place that he has, and um, we were there. It was like a little event that they were having, and um, he said that he was one of the, one of those things. He said he was like, I, I just I don't like when I hear people talk about what they do. Cause it, it makes a moment to where it's just petty talk. 
It's petty talk. Yeah, it We're is. not talking about it's very trying to connect. Level. You know what I'm saying? We just it's just petty talk. You just having that conversation because now that that becomes what the conversation is. When we should be talking about each other, we should be trying to figure out how to work together doing something else. You know what I'm saying? Or just being better. Or just learning an, another person. Because at this moment, that means you just, we're just having this conversation because, oh, it's an event, and we're just standing here. I mean, hey, you stand beside me, so hey, let's just have a petty conversation. And I you don't do. enjoy, I don't like those guys. Because <laughs> you can feel, you can yeah. feel there's no real, like, there's no real connection happening. It's just, it's just you talking because you feel like maybe there's an obligation here. Yeah, like and, then, and then I got to figure out, oh, let me go and grab another drink. <laughs> <laughs> you got to come up, come up with something to leave the man. conversation, bro. Yeah, that's annoying. So, but when you have a conversation with someone and you guys are really finding out something that's something, maybe you, you know, we, it may be sports. It may be a team that y'all, like, yeah, yo, that's that my team. Like yeah. Yo, you start talking about that, you know, you're connecting that way. You, connect. you know what I'm saying? Blah, 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 blah. And then y'all start talking about maybe later on down the line, your occupation, it's, it, it makes it a little bit easier on the fact that, okay, I don't feel like this person is trying to have a motive to, to you know, to be in my circle or be around me because of what I do. I get that. You see what I'm saying? Like, I, even with my followers, like, I, I never call them fans or uh, anything of that, of that nature. I say supporters. Oh, right. That's because awesome. to me, if you're still following me after so long, that means you are really truly following me. So that's why Instagram says followers, because yeah. you're truly following me. That doesn't mean that you're my fan. You know what I'm saying? You just awesome. You just probably connect with me because you probably have been around with me. And then you watch my Instagram and you see that they sync. I never want to be that person to where I'm not the person that you see on Instagram. Oh, that's awesome. That's, that's, that's awesome. You see me Character, posting man. by this i8 BMW all the time, but then you saw me at in and out <laughs> in a Honda Accord. You see what I'm saying? Like, that that, that doesn't add man, up. You know what I'm saying? Don't add up at it all. It just doesn't add up for me. So, I, being, being uh, true to myself first is always one thing to where I've you know, I walk into situations now and I'm like, if I'm true to myself, then people will see that automatically. Right. And then I have no choice to just be me. <laughs> and just be me and then everybody is just going to fall in. Just fall on. That's just like if you're uncomfortable with something that you have on. I'm going to see that because you're uncomfortable with something. I'm going to see it. So if you're just walking around and you're comfortable with these, you know, these floral pants on, I'm going to say, I actually, I'm going to be like, oh, that's dope. Cause he flies. Just cause, mm -hmm. it's, cause I'm comfortable in it. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Have no choice. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's it's more. I'm just getting what I'm getting from here too is that it is really more about how what you put out, like what you create, what, the the feeling you generate inside of yourself, the feeling of confidence, the feeling of even though I'm in a place where I don't really, I'm not familiar with or I don't know too much of, mm -hmm. I know who I am and yeah. I know what I'm here for. Yeah. And it's like. When you when you put that out and you walk like that, mm -hmm. you could be a newbie, yeah. And people will, I don't. People respond to that. Absolutely. People respond more about your energy. Absolutely. Same thing I was saying about being on set. It's like I'm on, you know, sets that, you know, darn well I don't know what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and um, I don't, I don't know, but I'm in my head. I'm gonna walk around like, what you need? Are you, you okay? You know that kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like. Even with the celebrities that I work that's with, awesome, man. even with the celebrities that's that cool. I work with, they always just like some 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 of them still actually ask for me. Even if they go to another production company, they always say, "Hey, can you get this AD or can you?" And that's a that's to wow. me that is a privilege to have. That means that this person is comfortable with me because I looked at little things that most people haven't, and they probably been in the industry way longer. They have been in the industry way longer and work with so hmm. many different people, but they think about think this about guy. Yeah. Perfect example, um, we did the narrative for Latoya Luckett's recent album. We did three videos for three of her singles on her on her album. My first day working with her uh, on set, she had on this dress to where it shows some unflattering parts of her back. When, she, when you sit down, of course, when you sit down, you know, it's going yeah. to um, crouch over. It's going to show. So for me, if I'm looking at the frame and I don't like it, and as a female, especially as a celebrity, especially how the world, the, in the internet has no chill. No These chill. days. You know what I'm saying? I was like, hmm. I took a picture of it. We yelled cut. People, we transitioned for the next scene. I, walk, I walked up to her. I didn't yell it out. I walked up to her. I said, hey, watch this when you're sitting down, blah, blah, blah. She yelled out, oh, my God, I love you. I just love this guy. And we've been cool ever since then. You, had you know back, what I'm saying? Man, because it's a... like, <laughs> my thing is, that goes back to what I was saying before. Like, I always see things that most people don't think about at that time until it's too late. And I'm just blessed to have that, that vision because... 
I would want somebody to do that for me. If I look a fool yeah. at something that my breath stink, I look, tell me. <laughs> my breath stink. Tell me right now. Because I don't want to be walking out here walking confident, you know, and, and talking to somebody and I'm, they, they looking at me like, God dang. You know? So it, <laughs> to me, I just feel like being real and being oh, true to God. yourself is you have no choice. But when you are that person, you have no choice but to have everyone around you to be that way. Yeah, so everyone true. around you going to start being like, yo, this dude is real. Like, he going to say what's on his mouth. He going to tell you you know, about, you know, if it's something that, you know, you look crazy about, he gonna tell you. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna tell you. But I'm not, it's not what you say is when you say it. I'm right. not gonna be, you know, make you embarrassed or anything. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, it's all about the timing. Yeah. Man, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. Well, dude, you've, you've said a lot <laughs> in a great way. You that's know, good. you've said a lot in a great way, man. And I, I really appreciate this. And so if I were to ask you, uh, I wanna ask you another question before we close out. If there was a, if you had a giant billboard that could be seen possibly by billions of people, what would you have it say on it? Uh, first and foremost, I wouldn't have my picture at all. <laughs> I wouldn't have a picture of nobody because it's not about me. Right. Uh, it would probably be a white black background. It would just have black letters. Uh, what it would say is, uh, hmm. They take time. I have plenty. Time. I have plenty of different things that I. <laughs> you got. You got to get the one that I comes would, to you first. I think. I, I think I would go back to the fact that you know because I have been told no so many times. I would definitely have to have it say, the right kind of no is sometimes the wrong kind of yes. Okay, I take Makes that. Sense. I take that. Saying no, sometimes like if you go to a you know, in a predicament and someone said no to you, I mean it wasn't for you. And if they would have said yes and you went into that, you walked into that situation, it probably would have not been the best for you. So that's how I see it. Yeah. So that that no was a good right thing for you. Yes. It's a good thing for you. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think that could translate to even a relationship. Like uh, absolutely. Y- yeah. Like yeah. something doesn't work out, but it was a good thing it didn't it work out. It was a good thing it didn't work out. <laughs> it's a very good Absolutely, thing to work out. Absolutely, <laughs> bro. It's a good thing it didn't work out. So, yeah, man, that right kind of no is the, sometimes the right kind of yes. Wow. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's good. And so, all right, Cortez, so how do we find you? I know I know you're on Instagram. How else can we find you? Uh, you can find me on all social media platforms, Cortez G West. Um, yeah, G is for Galliano. Cortez G West. You type in Cortez, but I'm so happy you type in Cortez. Unique. I pop up. That's what? I pop up. Wow. It's really? so many Cortezes, but I pop up. So thank you for that. That is crazy. <laughs> thank you for that. I was like, yo, like people always, like, you know how sometimes when you're out, you wow, said it earlier, man. you know, you, people don't really exchange phone numbers, they exchange social media. Yeah, that's the business card. And all I have to say is say Cortez, and they type it everything. Oh, it's right here. Well, like, oh. I started recently noticing that. I was like, yo, this is dope. Wow. This is dope. So, yeah, Cortez G West on all social media platforms. Super easy. Yeah, G West. That's yep. cool. Yep. Dope, dope, dope. Not dope. every time someone see me, they always say that. What's up, Cortez G West? Like, yeah, to say my whole name? Like, to <laughs> <laughs> say my whole name? Right, right, right. You want to tell them why, why you have such an interesting name? Cortez, uh, you said Galliano? Cortez Galliano, which is Italian. Um, yeah, so my grandfather is from Panama. Uh, he passed away um, the, the night before I was being born, so my mother named me after him. Um, Galliano comes from my great, great, great grandfather's side, which is Italian. Um, which is funny because so you look at me, I'm looking like they, you, people are like, oh, but you're so black. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> of yeah. course, black is a dominant, it's an alpha race. So um, yeah, my dad's side, my grandmother's side, uh, all black side. Yeah. And my mom is what you call Latina. Yeah, man. Cortez West. And then so you it's show a mixture of all of it. It's a mixture of all of it. All of it. It's, it's great. It's a good thing. Man. It's a good thing. But, dude, I just want to acknowledge you. Uh, before we close out, I just want to acknowledge you, man, because I've, look, we, man, we've had great conversations years ago. But, man, the, like this, even the last hour before we, you know, we actually press record. Yeah. Dude, I'm just so proud of you, first off. Thank I'm you, proud man. of you. And, second, you you're you have great character you've been able to build become a man of such character and i think it's hard to find these days man Thank you. like a man of true character and so i just acknowledge you for choosing to be that kind of person 
um, and and hoping that you know that you see that in everyone and looking for those those kind of people. So I heard you tell me you only kick it. You don't really kick it with people like that. I don't, so man. you have to you have to watch. You said it earlier. You have to watch your energy. Yeah, you, you do. have to watch your energy because if you continue to have people around you and that just keep pulling from you, you'll start giving so much that you forget about yourself. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so man of such character, man. Thank you so 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 much. Pleasure. I appreciate you, man. This has been great. Pleasure. All right, guys, much appreciate you guys being on this episode. We are donezo. So I hope you guys liked it. I super enjoyed the episode. It blew me away. Um, of course, a few things here. Number one is make sure you reach out to Cortez. If you have anything for him, of course, we listed um, how to reach out to him. He just talked about that. But if you go to thinkalpha.net forward slash 019, because it's episode 19, you can see the show notes. This is uh, like a, a summary of this entire episode. But what's also cool is there's a video. We have a video of this as well as his uh, a way to contact him. So that's his website, his Instagram as well. So make sure you get on there, comment. And then also let me know what you thought about this episode, or this podcast in general, or even any ideas or suggestions you might have. You know, always looking to grow, always looking to do better. And for the folks that uh, reach out to me on Instagram, I really appreciate you. And of course, for those who don't know my Instagram, my Instagram is Val Ewudo. That's V as in Victor, A-L-E-W-U-D-O. Make sure you reach out. Let me know what you think. Uh, would love to hear your thoughts on this. And of course, most importantly, get out there, guys. Let's make something happen. I mean, you can keep listening to this stuff all day. I love it too, but I'm out here making moves. So make sure you're doing the same thing for your life, okay? Let's get out there, make it happen. See you guys on the next one. Peace.